3rd of March. Uh, SingVL CPD accredited Google Hangout. <coughs> okay, so hopefully people have been watching a few of these by now. And um, let's first of all remind you to subscribe to our YouTube channel. That way you'll receive notifications of everything we're selling. So please do that. And remember, we're CPD accredited. So if you want to receive a CPD certificate after this um, hangout, then please send an email to any one of us at SingerVL, or you can send it to invest.singerVL.co.uk. Um, we'll pick it up, and we will send you a CPD certificate. Okay, so let's start, let's change the format slightly this week. What we're going to do is I'm going to start. I'm going to encourage you to um, please send messages in. If you go on to your um, YouTube channel, you can see on the right hand side is a, there's a live chat. If you send messages, we will be able to see them and um, we will be able to respond, hopefully, to your any messages and we'll actually ask our special guest. So you can fire any questions at me or Richard or Dale or our special guest who I'm going to introduce in a moment. News of the week. The first thing I thought would be interesting would be to refer to a report out from Capital Economics on the UK housing market data response. And this week they said that house price growth in January um, showed a downward, a slight downwards trend. Now they said the annual house price growth accelerated to touch from 5.7% in December to 6.2% in the latest data. But the December figures was, was revised down from 7.1%, which was recorded in last month's estimate. So the overall picture of house price growth has actually cooled compared to where it was last month. And the report also says that looking ahead, with house prices very high, buy demand growth having paused and real incomes getting squeezed, an acceleration in house price growth seems unlikely. So I thought that was quite an interesting uh, piece of news to mention. Now my personal view, and guys, everyone's welcome to uh, throw it in, is that actually the London residential market is an awful lot weaker than um, all the reports say, because the reports, funny enough, normally come from the mortgage companies or company estate agents. But anybody living in London knows that the market um, is pretty weak. Um, but there's one interesting thing that was mentioned to me this week, which hadn't really occurred to me. Stamp duty is now very high. Many, many properties in London are over one and a half to two million. You've got to pay 10 to 12% on the uh, top rate in SDLT. So therefore, you'd think the market has cooled. So there's less buyers around. However, what was mentioned to me this week, which I thought was very interesting, is quite soon the change to the non-DOM rules are going to come in. So if you're non-DOM living in the UK, you're going to get taxed on your income elsewhere. So all those wealthy Europeans and from other countries who actually were living in England and not paying tax on earnings abroad, there's no point in them staying here now because they are going to be paying tax on abroad. So I think that actually is not something which you read about, but that will actually reduce the number of buyers for those houses at the higher end. And in fact, they will be selling their houses at the higher end. And therefore, there will be a further downward pressure. And I think the London market is in for a very rocky time. So that's my take as a non-residential professional on what's happening in the residential market. Now, the second thing, second piece of news I wanted to mention was there was a real report out this week by Harris Interactive, which said that Zoopla's national spontaneous brand awareness is now at an all-time high. 
with the gap overwrite move at its biggest ever level. And consumers were asked which property website um, they could name unprompted, and Zoopla scored a record 49% compared to 40% for right move and 3% for on the market, which no one ever hears about anymore. So that's darn good. But I, I mentioned that because we're going to bring in our guest in a moment, as opposed to um, going through all our sales. Let's bring up the guest in straight away. First of all, by the way, let's just say hello, everyone who's here. We've got Dale Henry. Handsome as ever. Richard Wolfrid. And I'm going to share my screen now. Because we're now going to bring in Chris McAlpine. Now, Chris McAlpine, as you can see, is a retired American professional hockey player who played for the New Jersey Devils, the St. Louis Blues, the Tampa Bay Lightning, the Chicago Black Courts, and the Los Angeles Kings. And there he is, Chris McAlpine. Unfortunately, that Chris McAlpine isn't available today. And if you go down here, we instead, we have this Chris McAlpine, who actually, from Zoopla, who is, Chris, where are you? There you are. Are you there? There you are. I'm here. Chris McAlpine, I'm here. who is the head of commercial property at Zoopla. So welcome, Chris. Hi there. So remember, anybody who's watching, if you are, if you would like to throw a question at Chris, um, I think it's very interesting, and thank you very much for joining us today, Chris. Um, I, I think we're very interested. You can ask Chris, head of commercial property at Zoopla, anything about anything you like, and we will try. We will throw the question at him. So, Chris, tell us about Zoopla. Yes, yeah, sure. Well, I head up the commercial property side, uh, which is a, a small but perfectly formed division. Um, within Zoopla. Uh, I was brought in just over three years ago to set up the channel because uh, there was a realization that it was a very different proposition to what uh, we, you know, we've been doing very successfully in residential. And uh, in the two and a half years that we've been live, we've now grown to about 450 commercial agents who list with us. We've got uh, about 47,000 listings. Um, given that there's some joint agency on there, I would say that we've got about a third of the market so far. And we are, you know, number two uh, in a rapidly consolidating market. Um, it's great news that uh, brand awareness, we are number one. Um, but I have to be honest, we've still got a little bit to go in terms of audience, but we are closing that gap fast. Yeah, but I think that part of that actually relates to the... Um... The commercial market and how agents actually operate. Um, but we'll come back to that in a moment, if I may. So tell me, what do you, what are you offering your audience? Uh, well, in terms of our, our subscribers, our agent subscribers, it is pure lead generation. That's what we're about at the moment. Um, we are giving them ability to connect with the unrepresented tenant market, and you know anybody who operates in that space knows that they tend to be the sort of high high number of deals but the low lower value deals obviously the bigger the transaction the more likely the tenant is to actually seek professional representation so what we do is is connect the agents to that unrepresented tenant market yeah actually it's interesting you say that because we can um as an agency as an investment agency we know all about uh, online and um how to find 
relatively unrepresented buyers and what you're doing online is finding the unrepresented tenants it sounds like but I, I imagine you're looking to move towards the the commercial investment sector as well yeah I mean there's there is lots to do in that sector I mean it is a sort of sub market um, but now that the occupational side of our business is sort of getting close to maturity there are lots of other sort of specialist areas that we want to focus on and you know we've been doing some some interesting pioneering work with you and uh, you know there's, there's lots more that we can do in that in that field yeah I mean we've got we we, we uh, as you know we're big fans of online we we embrace the portals and we can talk perhaps talk about that in a moment actually so what now we, we want to help you of course what is your what are you offering so can you explain the commercial offering, I think, to the commercial offering to the market? Yes, yeah, sure. So it's a very straightforward subscription-based service. Uh, the rate that we charge depends on the average number of listings that an agent has. Um, we've, we've structured it to encourage people to put uh, their entire um, you know, list of current instructions on there. They can either load them manually or we can take a feed um, if they use a sort of content management system. And uh, we keep it very, very simple. It's a monthly rate. There are no hidden fees. After a, an initial six-month contract, it's monthly rolling. We don't go in for any of that sort of annual self-renewing contract that certain other people in the business seem to favor. And, you know, we've had a very low churn rate of agents, which I think uh, shows that we're providing a very cost-effective route for people to actually reach reach the unrepresented tenant market. Okay, I've got, let me ask you, because um, I would like to talk about the investment market in, in a moment, which is what we're very active in, as you know. But if I can open up a little bit more widely, what do you think of the role of the portals in the commercial market and perhaps also in the commercial investment market? It, it is really just, you know, giving you a digital platform. I mean, what uh, I sort of knew was going to happen was that um, we would do very well in the space because of our brand recognition. Uh, if I could have done this as a, as a standalone startup, I would have done, but uh, all I'd have done would have would be to lose an enormous amount of money because in this space you have to spend tens of millions of pounds actually building a brand online and when you look at, at the agency market you know at the unrepresented end you're talking about millions of pounds worth of revenue so it doesn't really stack up uh, unless you actually are able to leverage on that brand um, sadly we don't have the market uh, clear to ourselves there is another uh, well-known portal called Rightmove, um, you know, and we're battling it out with them for the number one slot. But between the two of us, we really have begun to, you know, come to dominate uh, commercial property search. It's, are, you uh, are you talking about, you're talking about uh, Occupier Search? Yeah, for Occupier Search. But it's the same for investment search. Now, you know, your, your professional investor will have their network, which they will use, but uh, increasingly when you're looking at a, a smaller level you know people are going to the internet to try and find opportunities and you know we we can form for people and you know whilst we haven't optimized our channel yet um, for the investment market you know we are getting a lot of inquiries people who are interested uh, in buying you know investment properties because of the yield 
and the difficulties that the buy-to-let market on the residential side uh, seems to be suffering. Yeah, well, I mean, what, what, what I would say in terms of seeing if you on the guys, I'm sure if they want to come in, you're welcome to, uh, Richard, is we actually um, have put our properties up on Zoopla, even though we've got a very high um, Google ranking ourselves as an agency, which I can show you in a moment if people are in, would like to see. Um, but we still use Zoopla because we're, we are all about understanding the needs to go as far uh, as you possibly can with marketing property. And we have definitely seen inquiries through Zoopla of investors, which we weren't aware of before, even though we are very highly um, recognized on the Google rankings, you still have to embrace all the portals. I actually think that the investment agency community for whatever reason are very old-fashioned and they don't like using the portals they think that using a zoopla or a right move is um for some reason undermining what they're doing i actually i don't agree at all and uh, they still use some emailing systems which you and i are aware of chris which i think have had their day so i i actually think that zoopla is a all agents actually should use the portals um I've got a, if I can throw another question at you though, mm -hmm. um, Chris, you see, I have a view that there are too many agents around. And I also have a view that the technology is changing the way both estate agency and investment agency is working. So my question for you, and probably relating to the commercial market, is if there are gonna be less investment agents around, your audience is gonna shrink, isn't it? So, how are you going to, what do you do to counter that? Or maybe you don't agree there will be less agents around. I, d I don't think there will. I mean, you will always need intermediaries, if we want to call them that, you know, who can package things and advise how you're going to get the best price. Um, so I think it is just, it's an evolution. I mean, we've seen on the residential side what the likes of Purple Bricks um, you know, have done for the residential market. And that's really just sort of embracing everything that the internet has to offer, um, you know, driving down transaction costs. And I think agents just will have to get a little bit smarter about embracing the technology, using it well, and, you know, shortening the time to sale or the time to let, um, and reducing their, their overall marketing costs. And, Say they're old fashions. I think um, part of the reason is uh, portals that have been in this space before, because of the, you know, as I suggested, you need tens of billions to actually build a brand. They haven't delivered. So there's been a bit of sort of skepticism and people come along saying they're the next best thing since, since uh, the invention of sliced bread created a little bit of sort of fatigue um, and you know when it comes to ourselves and that other well-known household name the initial thought was what, you know, these are residential. You're talking about. Um, you know that the, the, these are residential sites they don't understand commercial property that has changed very fast I mean in the in the two and a half years that uh, you know I've been actually running the channel it is amazing how many people who uh, to me, you know, two and a half years ago are now actually ringing up saying, how do we sign up? So it is changing. There's a long way to go. I think, uh, you know, when it comes to 
customer management, lead management, uh, you know, telephone call management. There's, there's still a fair way to go. And, um, you know, dare I say it, residential estate agents may, you know, are ahead of the curve um, compared to commercial agents. Yeah, I, I'm going to, it's, I think that um, residential agents were marketing properties in a more superior way than the commercial agents for some years. Um, you could just have to look at their offerings and commercial agents have continued to operate on the basis that they think that they know one or two people and they can put deals together. And of course that does happen, but the nature of the game has changed and the nature of mass marketing and embracing people from all corners is the way the world's going. And it's impossible to do that as an investment agent just by phoning three of your friends, which is how the market has been um, operating. Which sort of leads me on to tech. I'm gonna come back about the commercial offering in a moment, but there's something I actually want to show uh, you guys and everyone watching, which you, which I actually haven't mentioned. I want to show something which I think is quite interesting because this leads on. Can you see that? So, oh, that's um, eMove, right? Look at this. Okay. This is Google ranking for eMove, and if you type in eMove, or if you type in how simple, and you go three paid per click adverts down, this is on a how simple search. It says, using a virtual estate agent, you get virtually no service. www.foxtons.co.uk. It says, Foxtons, simply the best estate agent for your house. Get a free valuation today. So they've got, they've got an advert that they paid for on a house simple lookup. And in fact, they've also got it. They've also done it on eMove. But same thing. Don't cut corners with an online estate agent. Use Foxtons instead. Demand more. I mean, quite interesting, quite aggressive marketing. Um, I'm not sure if they are, um, um, if they actually going to be breaching any um, uh, any rules in terms of defamation. But it does show how the world's changing. I mean, and I'm just interested in what you think of the, of the um, sort of the rise of the, the purple bricks and the e moves, and uh, how it might be affecting. Uh, the existing estate agents. Yeah, I mean, they've made quite a splash. And, uh, you know, for those that are publicly quoted, the market seems to be well and truly behind them. Um, my personal view, and, uh, you know, this is definitely not my, my employer's view, but my, um, you know, my personal view is that this is just the first stage in an evolution. I'm quite sure that the agency sector, whether it's commercial, residential, is going to be very different in, in you know, a few years' time as technology um, really does get adopted widely. I mean, you know, that's a canny marketing move by Foxton's, but I bet you not there's sure a lot of people... Canny. I'm not sure. <laughs> I think they're going to get in trouble. I don't know, but I mean, yeah. you know that there's going to be people in Foxton's who've got a game plan to uh, embrace, you know, the virtual agency sector, you know, in the same way that, uh, you know, a number of, of leading sort of old school agents have been taking strategic investments in in competitors to to Purple Bricks. Yeah, I don't, I don't, actually, you're talking about Savills, aren't you? I don't really understand why they did that, actually. I don't know why they just didn't set up their own online agency, but um, they invested in Yopa, which I think is, uh, will be a very powerful um, business because, as you said earlier, you need money for marketing, and they've got lots of money for marketing. So I think Yopa will do will actually do very well. Um, 
PropTech. PropTech. Buzzword at the moment, isn't it? Um, it's what do you what do you th I mean I don't know I, I, I go I've been to a few of these prop tech shows and um, they're full of guys with beards telling everyone how fantastic they are because they've just raised 150 grand of some angel investor and you, it, there's sort of an outer circle of older guys who've been in the game a long time and think it's a great idea but really people in property aren't going to use it and I and I, I take a it's very interesting prop tech I'm, I'm hooked into it as you know but I am slightly cynical of a lot of the ideas being thrown around and um, I think there's almost a little bit of a, a bubble being created um, and if you look at some of the actually some of the early valuations of some of the online agencies they were extraordinary so what do you what's your view on so this prop tech bubble um, well I wouldn't like to call it a bubble but uh, I do hear the word prop tech far too often um, at the moment and I mean, all I would say is, you know, there are going to be some surprises and some disappointments along the line. Uh, a lot of money is being raised. I, uh, it often does surprise me that, um, you know, we know what size the market is. We know how many commercial properties there are out there. Uh, we know how many are on the market, uh, what the average fee size is. And so some of the uh, revenue projections are are slightly laughable um, in, in certain instances, but uh, you know, there's definitely changes in the air. Um, on one of your previous uh, uh, webinars, uh, it was talking about 50% of um, agents who use Excel as their database. And I would, I would validate that, certainly from what we see, there's an, an awful lot of agents who are not using a, a CRM or a CMS, and that definitely has got to change. And, um, you know, there are some interesting opportunities, uh, you know, there'll be some winners and there'll be some losers. So okay. um, I think it's, you know, it's, it's difficult. Good. Tool. Yeah, let's see. Uh, well, I've, I've heard there's, there is, and there's no particular technology that you've heard about in property, which is actually revolutionizing the way people uh, transact online. Have you heard any, any rumors? Oh, well, there's something called click to purchase. I have oh, heard yeah. of that one. Yeah, good. Pleased, I'm pleased to hear a bit. Right, guys, Dale, Richard, anything, anything you want to throw at um, Chris? Uh, no, I, I, I very much agree that I think the portals are helping to create what uh, is, a, is a changing agency market into sellers and advisors. And I think that the, the, the freedom of information means that agents looking to earn a fee for simply making a phone call or an email is changing far quicker than anybody realizes. And I think the portals, as well as uh, uh, the clever fleet of foot agencies are um, actually collaborating whilst perhaps not realizing it. Um, I, I'll just say from an agent's perspective, just going back to what Chris was saying, it's been very interesting since we've been so working with Zoopla and listing our investments on Zoopla, just as we were saying earlier, just how many inquiries we're, we're getting from investors who clearly haven't got, don't know sort of how to access the market and online is, 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 is the obvious answer. So um, yeah, yeah I, I, I think all agents should be using, um, 
you know the super facilities because we've we've clearly seen the benefit and as i said we're we're, we're getting inquiries and interests all the time on ourselves that, that are listed on there so yeah however however if i may just share my screen with people watching i want to show you something else if i may um zoopla is very good commercial investment property for sale uk this is as you can see uh, I put it into a, a search term as a, as a typical example of what an investor would look and look who is number one behind the paid adverts, Singaviel. And I'm afraid to say Zoopla aren't there. So Singaviel has a role to play. Sorry about that, Chris. But I have no, no, to... that's all right. We're, we're, as I said, you know, we, we at the moment, you know, our focus is the occupational market. You know. Oh, good. good. So we've got another year or so before we go past. <laughs> all right. Well, that's good. That's good. Okay, so Chris, thank you very much. You've been great, actually. Um, thank you. That's what we're going to do now is the guys normally do a quick roundup of what we're selling, and um, if anybody wants to ask you a question, just again, if you fire a, fire a question up, I'll see it on screen, and we can come back to you. So let's see who wants who wants to go first. Should we start off with current sales, uh, Richard or Dan? Do you want to? bounce between them or, or what do you want to do it? Uh, yeah, I'm happy to kick off. Um, I will, will, I'll be brief because um, they're all listed. If you go to onto, onto our website, singvlsales.com, you'll see them all listed and you can go through sort of in more detail at your leisure. But um, the, the, the first one to mention, which is actually one which we're just literally launching now, is a very interesting um, retail investment we've got for sale in Ilford. Um, yeah, yeah. So this is a hundred percent prime retail investment on the high road. Um, it's you'll see uh, that it's sandwiched in between Primark and M&S. Um, ground floor and basement let to Pavers, the shoe shop, who are uh, a, a very strong covenant. Um, uh, they've shown pre-tax profits about eleven million pounds, about forty million pound net assets. Their lease expires in 2019, but they've just removed their November 2017 break. Um, and you've got the first and second floors let to Primark with 48 years unexpired. So um, very, very, very unusual and obviously highly secure, long dated income on, on those as well. Um, just moving on, we've got a... Ask Italian Restaurant Investment in Swansea City Centre, which has got about seven years unexpired on the lease, um, overriding lease to ask on the whole building, but they're not an occupation of the upper part, so there's potential to enhance value by getting back the upper parts. That's just over a million pounds, 6%. Um, we have just launched a an Iceland store in Salt Coast in Scotland, which is 13 years unexpired with guaranteed rental increases. Um, that's about one and a quarter million, six and a quarter percent going to over 7% in 2020 and over, uh, and about 8% in 2025. Um, we have got a Bank of Scotland investment in Falkirk which is showing a very high yield of 8% with just under 10 years unexpired. Again, prime pitch on the high street. Um, uh, that is just 1.15 million, which is 8%, as I said. Um, we've got a health and fitness 
club in Cumbran in South Wales, which provides just under 20 years of undoubted income being let to Nuffield Health, guaranteed by Virgin Active. Um, and we have a high-yielding high-street retail investment in Doncaster Town Centre, again, right in the heart on Baxter Gate, which is seven and three-quarter years unexpired to Anne Summers. Uh, yeah. Sorry, stopped. Did you measure Did I measure what? <laughs> Um, 860,000, 8%. Hi, everyone. Uh, we are working on a load of new sales through the market over the next couple of weeks. We are have got uh, leisure investments in London, in the northwest, on the south coast. We've got high street retail in London and uh, elsewhere in the UK. We have got um, uh, retail warehousing in England and Scotland we're working on. Um, so income predominantly, all quite interesting, all ranging in terms of lease profile, covenants all very good, rents all in line with market levels and reversionary as well. So please get in touch or keep in touch over the next week or two because we'll be drip feeding these out to the market um, quite soon. All right. Um, anyone needs to add anything? Oh, there's one thing I would say, actually. There's one last thing I would like to mention. Um, we have talked about um, the online auctions that we are running at Singaviel, and we've used the click-to-purchase platform to do online auctions in the past. Version 2 got launched um, a few weeks ago, and we will be running online auctions as an option to... Uh, what we do using the click to purchase platform just remember that the online auctions that we run are real time with a live auctioneer interacting with bidders in exactly the same way as, as if you were standing in an auction room the bidder can send a question to the auctioneer we can send questions to um, directly to um, potential bidders it discreetly and it operates online it's just instead of standing in a ballroom auction as opposed to the ebay style auctions which i know various people have been trying to promote which as yet um, haven't worked and in fact uh, chris i don't know if you remember that once upon a time um, um zoopla were trying to do ebay, ebay style auctions so um anyway i think that's before my time before your time well, why is my mouse stop working? Oh, my mouse stopped working. Anyway, so that's what we're up to. Um, guys, thank you very much. Chris, Thanks. you're a star. You may not be a hockey player, but you're a lot more useful to us. Good, thank you. Dale, Richard, Lee, thank you very much. If you want to sell a property, you know where to come. Thank you.